0: Thank you for tuning in to the Royals in Action broadcast today. Your participation means a lot to us. The essence of this program is to educate you on how to apply the Word of God practically to bring about positive outcomes in your daily situations. And joining us for this insightful journey is R.K. Achina. Last week, we talked about why prayers fail. And I'd like us to pick up from where we left off the other day. Right after a quick review, okay, we saw Mark 11, verse 20 to 26. Mark 11, 20, 26, and I want to quickly go over that to refresh our memories and to help those who missed the last worship service to round up some of the essential points we touched. Mark 11, 20 to 26, and I read. Now, in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart but believes that these things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Amen. This text revealed to us three reasons why your prayers fail. Number one, your faith withers frequently. Number two, your words. And number three, your prayers are baseless. Today, we're going to take a moment and look at five additional reasons your prayers don't go well. Let's start off from verse number 24 of the book of Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, the verse 24 I read. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, underline the word AND. The word AND there is connecting the previous verse, which is whatever you ask in prayer with the next verse. Do you see that? The word AND shouldn't be overlooked because it's implying that if you fulfill condition A, without satisfying condition b you won't get results (laughs) so the word and there makes the difference all that i'm trying to say here is when you pray make sure your request is in line with his word and believe it that's condition a and condition b is you have to ensure you have forgiven anyone who's hurt you, anyone who's wronged you. Once you meet these two conditions, your prayer will be heard. I'm telling you, study the word to show yourself approved unto God. A wake man that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. I see the shock on some of your faces yes he got to forgive regardless of what the person did regardless of what the person has done you have to forgive the person so number four write it down your prayer is void because you don't forgive because you don't forgive examine your heart right now you may have been raped you may have been abused more treated deceived, betrayed, you may have been disappointed again and again and again and you are holding this grudge in your heart and you're holding this bitterness in your heart and you have already sworn never to forgive that person I might not know how hard it's been for you I might not know the things you had to go through I might not know the sacrifices and the losses you had to incur because of these unpardonable acts done against you. But what I do know is that your unforgiveness is blocking your prayers right now. Jesus is talking to you right now. He's saying that forgive. Don't push yourself. Stop being hard on yourself and release the emotional hurts. Release the pain. Release the resentment. Let them all out and be free. Let them all out and receive answers to your prayers. The pain you have to go through to forgive isn't worth more than blocking God's answers to your prayers. forgive because god always forgives you look back and think about the mistakes you made and the mess you got yourself into but god still forgave you and brought you out of it again forgive the person and let it all go and get your prayers answered after forgiving the person show it by calling the person Look, non-communicative forgiveness is the same as unforgiveness. <laughs> Show that you're forgiving the person by talking to them. If the person is no more, talk to God instead or someone you trust about it. Show yourself that you're really forgiving the person. Let it come out of your mouth. Hear yourself say that you're forgiving the person. Amen. The next why. Why? to your ineffective prayers is you worry constantly I'll say it again you worry constantly you worry frequently some of you are habitual (laughs) worriers but believe it or not worrying is a sign of distrust anxiety is a sign of distrust whenever you worry after prayer you're telling God you're nervous. You're telling God you're concerned. You're anxious because the situation looks bigger than him. I like what Paul said in Philippians 4 verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Generally, we have a tendency to worry. We worry over our bills over what to eat, what to wear tomorrow, over our problems and mistakes. And then once we pray to God, we become worry-free. This is what most Christians do. But the text says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, given, let your requests be made known to God now notice here notice that paul is telling us not to worry even before prayer (laughs) is anybody seeing this i need you all to catch this because yeah please catch this look be anxious for nothing that's step number one step number two pray in every situation and with thanksgiving Let your request be known to God. Worry-free comes before prayer. As you can plainly see. So if you've been starting your prayers with tears. And trying to look so pitiful. Sympathetic. And missing it with complaints about what Mr. So-and-so said or did to you. I've got bad news for you. Such prayer gets cancelled even before saying amen. Yes. Yes. Such prayers get cancelled even before saying amen. Why is that? Because you are actually sinning in prayer. (laughs) If we leave some of you to pray all night, oh gosh, you'll be sinning all night. (laughs) Wait a minute. Uh, let me ask you this. So, you consider stealing as a sin, but don't see worrying as a sin? Gosh, the same God who said, Do not steal, also said, Do not worry about your life and whatever you eat or drink, and about your body and what you will wear. Come on, let's stop approaching God as if you're beggars and begin living as kings or queens of the kingdom. Amen. The Bible says to come boldly into the throne room of grace. It didn't say come crying. It didn't say come begging or come complaining. It said come boldly. I come boldly into the throne room of grace that you may obtain what? Mercy and find grace to help you in times of need. Let me tell you this. Next time you pray, instead of begging for what you need, command for what you need instead of asking god to move into the situation command that mountain to move out of the situation and then the peace of god i ah, didn't hear me i said the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guide your hearts and minds through christ jesus let me hear every sounding amen The Sith why your prayers fail. Write it down. You grow impatient. You grow impatient. Most people give up when they are this close to getting their answer. Luke 18 verse 1. Jesus said, Always pray and not lose heart. Which in simple terms will imply pray. And after prayer, don't lose heart don't be discouraged don't give up when after prayer has anyone here ever said if only I had waited enough at some point in their life has anybody said that before have you prayed to God for something and then because it's taking a little long you settle for less have you done that and then along the way God brings to your doorstep something bigger than what you prayed for bigger than what you settled for and when you miss it you go like damn if only I waited long enough has anyone ever been there anybody come on you all gotta come clean <laughs> I know most of you have been there before (laughs) well you need to be patient enough to wait for the answers to your prayers be patient enough this is how someone defined patience patience isn't simply the ability to wait it is how we behave while waiting isn't that true it is in your notes everybody in your notes God needs time to bring you the extraordinary not the ordinary (laughs) you might want to add this an extraordinary God only gives extraordinary things (laughs) let's just say you just want to work in a little shop but God needs time to make you a shop owner Maybe you just need funds to rent your own room, but God needs time to make you a landlord. Aye, whatever you need, God needs time to surprise you with something bigger. Our God doesn't want his sons and daughters settling for average. That's why we call him a double giver. God delights in giving double. Isaiah says, Instead of your shame, you will possess double honor, and instead of your confusion, you shall rejoice in your portion. Therefore, in your land, you shall possess double, and everlasting joy shall be yours. My brothers, be patient my sisters oh be patient for god needs time to surprise you shout hallelujah i wonder why some people go like why wait for months when i need the money tomorrow let me ask you this why plant a mango seed today when you need a harvest tomorrow haven't you read in hebrews that through faith and patience we inherit the promises let's stop being impatient after prayer because when you pray and it's according to his will the prayer gets answered instantly in the spirit realm it's the manifestation of the answer that takes a while it takes a while to materialize in the physical realm So knowing this, don't expect the answer to manifest overnight, amen. So be patient, take note of that. Now let's look at the next to last why your prayers get boomeranged. This is something that you might not hear from many preachers, but I'm going to tell you the truth today, amen your prayers fail because your heart condemns you your heart condemns you sometimes when you engage in sinful acts after prayer you feel so guilty that you are so unsure if God will hear the prayer have you been there most people think that they have to put on some holy life before God can answer their prayers they go like since I've asked God for a scholarship now I'm gonna go to church often I'm gonna read my Bible often I'm gonna pay my tithes often I'm gonna fast often gossip less insult less and lie less You set these unnecessary standards for yourself and when you fail to meet them, your heart condemns you, wondering if God will actually wave the saints and respond to your prayers. I'm not against living a holy life. The Bible says to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. So living a holy and blameless life is very, very important in our Christian journey. But brace yourself you wouldn't like this but God doesn't base on our righteousness to answer prayers he doesn't base on our good works to answer prayers if God based on that oh boy he won't answer any of our prayers amen (laughs) you and I, our righteousness doesn't reach anywhere. Our righteousness is like filthy rags before him. So because of that, he had to give us what we call the free gift of righteousness. And he stands on this righteousness to answer your prayers. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open towards their cry. And since you have the free gift of righteousness, God sees you righteous. And because of that, his ears are open towards your cry. Romans 3 verse 24 says by God's grace he has made us right in his sight through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus and if God has made us right by his grace then it is no longer of works otherwise grace is no longer grace having that in mind quickly go with me to first John chapter 3 from verse 19 to 22. 1 John 3 19 through 22. Watch carefully and I pray you catch this revelation. 1 John 3 19 through 22. I read, And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Next verse Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God, and whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing. In his sight amen this suggests that if your heart does not condemn you God will answer your prayers (laughs) now how can I prevent the heart from condemning me answer is in the previous verse I'm paraphrasing it verse number 20 if your heart condemns you assure your heart before God who has to you you must assure your heart I continue saying that Lord you are greater than my heart and know all things and after this you get confidence confidence if you are pursuing holiness and God will answer your prayers hallelujah my time is up but the last why your prayers fail is this is for husbands i'm talking to married men here the last why is honoring your wife honoring your wife first peter 3 verse 7 quickly first peter 3 verse 7 says husbands Likewise, dwell with them, wives, with understanding, brackets, mind, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being hairs, hairs to get out of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Man, We've got to honor our wives. We've got to respect them. We've got to understand them. We've got to appreciate them. We've got to protect them. We've got to treat them just as we would treat ourselves. Just as we would treat our own bodies. And if we can do that, we are confident that our prayers will be heard. Praise God. Thank you for joining us in this enlightening journey today. Before we wrap up, subscribe to our podcast so you're kept in the loop about our next amazing episodes. To join our community or support our ministry, click the link in the description or visit royalsinaction.org. Until next time, Royals in Action is here to remind you to embrace your destiny as a chosen channel of God's royalty. God bless you.